Hello everybody, welcome to Friends from the Future number three. Today we'll be talking to Jason Minsky, conceptual artist from London, and an old friend who I met at the glass making super mecca of Pilchuck in the summer of 1998. Uh, Pilchuck is a summer program in the hills of Seattle, Washington, where talented and untalented glass blowers and artists get together for summer workshops. Uh, in hot and cold glass making neon and other things and when I met Jason he was busy bending neon tubes into Nike logos which he then hung on trees in the dense primordial Washington forest took photos of it and sold them to British galleries he had and he has a razor-sharp sense of humor which I'd say is a truly valuable asset to possess as we really get corona rolling so now we've been in Hanoi, Vietnam with uh, Benji Rich, Maplewood, New Jersey with Brian Rambolo. That's funny to put it that way. It's almost like New Jersey is its own country unto itself, which in a way I think we're seeing in the disputes between American governors and Donald Trump, it very arguably is. And today we'll be talking with Jason from his home in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Jason moved, I believe, two years ago to Ireland with his Irish wife, Pauline, and their seven-year-old son, Oshin. Jason describes their move as a kind of homecoming for Pauline and himself as a Brexit refugee. The Prime Minister of Ireland, Leo Varadkar, is a former medical doctor, uh, general practitioner, and has gone back to helping the Irish Health Service as a doctor for one session a week during the pandemic and I discussed this idea with Jason during our talk. Can you imagine if the United States was run by a medical doctor right now? I mean, just think about that. Or it got me thinking if elected officials, what if they were forced as part of their job description to actively work for a part of their week in an institution that was directly tied to the populace's well-being? That's kind of a funny question considering what these people are supposed to be doing. But imagine if the president had to also be a school teacher and not just a professor who gives long lectures, but more like a high school guidance counselor who who had kids facing real challenges and and that the president had to actively and personally help those kids out a few days a week and his job depended on it or her job. What if every high level job had a mandatory community linked responsibility that had to show results? But back to Jason. So Jason's art can be seen at many different galleries and institutions, mostly around the UK and on his website, MinskyArt.com. My favorite piece of Jason's dates back about 10 years when he was an artist in residence for the Leeds Rugby Foundation from 2007 to 2008. The club had a signature day when fans could bring memorabilia for their favorite players to sign. So Jason printed up uh, a line of black markers that he himself signed, like on the outside, on the casing of the marker. So he signed it as an art piece and then distributed these markers to the players to use when they were signing the memorabilia for the fans. So that day, thousands of Leeds supporters went home with a ball, a cap, a shirt, whatever, that had been existentially co-signed by their heroes and Jason Minsky, artist, trickster, and currently in residence in Walkinstown, Dublin 12, Ireland. So please have a look at Jason's fantastic body of work on his website, MinskyArt.com, and I hope you enjoy my talk with him here on friends from the future number three look around in the sound on the ground losing pounds so i'm on the line here with jason minsky hi jason good morning shall we? <laughs> all right now jason jason the minsk the minsk as we call you the, those who know you we call you the minsk no, no one calls me Minsk, but I'll go with it. <laughs> I thought you call yourself I, Minsk. Do you know? Do you know where that came from? No. North America, and it was on Camp Monroe. Ah, when you were a, you were upstate a, New York. You were I was a, a camp counselor in the summertime. One of those British camp, camp counselors who take pretend That's to a, take care of children in in the North American summers. Do, it, do you know what? My memories of that were all related to scale. Scale? scale of human beings you know you think about Le Corbusier 
the architect, and you think of his funny drawing of the uh, Le Cor- of Corbusier. The is that Corbusier. So, uh, here we go. Now, now you've been in France for ten minutes. You're the expert on how to say his name. Yeah, Corby, as we call him. Uh, he did that basically. You're all a different scale. When I got to Camp America, it was like teenagers, their clothes. You know, when they were throwing stuff out at the end, it was like a 14-year-old's clothes, 12-year-old's fitted me, a T-shirt. It was crazy. Watch it. All right, all right. So now you live, you're originally from London, right? You were born in London. Correct. And then you you lived for a long time in Manchester, around Manchester? I did, uh, yeah, I studied up there. I did my degree in... uh, 3d design and then moved back to london for, well actually i've moved around the uk working in various places for various artists and designers so 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 you're you're from london uh you lived in from manchester london. but now currently we are speaking you're in dublin i am in europe i'm in the capital of ireland air i'm in dublin and so that's where you live now it is with my irish wife pauline that was my way in pauline who used to be Maguire who's now Minsky, and, and our seven-year-old boy, Oshin. Don't rub yourself there too much. I hear oh, rubbing. Sorry, 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 that was my heel, just to <laughs> clarify uh, my foot. Apologies. Okay, so so what's the situation on, like, cause, uh, it, with the coronavirus? So you, you were traveling um, but when this was all starting to break out, but because our respective countries, I saw you, you came here to France, you were in... Um, England before that you're in London correct right? I was in London yeah um, it, it, you know I mean none of our countries were taking it really seriously yet um, it hadn't you know it was cl- clear that it was about to become a problem but especially the UK which you were passing through uh, wasn't really didn't really you know was was playing it down as much as possible yeah I was uh, I mean the reason I was traveling and I was in London and then Paris was because my oldest son is in a band, the Mighty Working Men's Club, and was... Working uh, Men's Club, not the Mighty Working, working Men's Club. Men. The, 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 no, no, just Working Men's Club. And what's his name? Sydney, Sydney Minsky Sergeant. Uh, and and uh, I got to say, everybody's got to check that out. I have to somehow put a link to that into, into this also, because uh, it's really great music. And we went to see one of his concerts here in Paris when you were here. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic live, uh, um, live band. And um, so I was catching up with him and also various friends in London and your good self uh, and your family in Paris. And I can say that when I, I mean, obviously my wife was quite concerned because she has a a health condition about me traveling. We did discuss whether I would go or not. So I think they were taking Uh, it a little uh, bit more. She has a lung-related condition. Yeah, she has a thing called sarcoidosis. Mm. Um, But um, we were... We, I did have the discussion whether I would go um, or even go on to Paris from London and we decided it would be fine but obviously to be very careful um, right you had ch- you were one of the first people that I saw but, having a mask and, and having handy wipes and things like that there was definitely a vibe there was a slightly strange vibe but um, shops were still open pubs were still open and obviously the gig went ahead and your son's gig my son's gig at the 100 club uh he was supporting a really good irish band called the murder capital um who were meant to be playing actually in um south by southwest which i think was also cancelled and then obviously i went on to eurostar and uh came over to see you and (laughs) came over to stay at our stay at our apartment so that we could we could infect each other as thoroughly as possible well, you know, it's all good. I mean, not good. as thoroughly as we could have, but um, the, you, yeah, you were wearing a mask, and I was thinking about it once. The once the shit hit the fan, and it became really serious, and every and you know, I had a few days where I was just reading the news and kind of having heart palpitations, and I remembered mm-hmm. seeing you sent me a photo of your uh, you in in London with you know a, a army surplus gas mask, pretending to drink a beer. And I just thought, oh, I just thought, yeah. is this going to be one of those pictures? I think you should make some sort of conceptual artwork, artwork about that, especially if we all end up dead. <laughs> well, for the mass audience that won't be around. <laughs> but uh, I'm just actually watching my uh, my neighbour 
uh, across the road, bless her. She must be in her 80s. She's called Marie. And she's uh, getting her lawnmower out. And I think fair play to you. I like this stuff. She's hung a massive Irish tricolor out the top window. As possibly a flag. for Easter. A flag, I as think, a flag, for, the f- for uh, flag of Ireland. American English speakers. Uh, yes, a flag. And uh, she's plugging in her plugging in her electric lawnmower. She's about to mow her tiny front lawn. I like that. <laughs> keep things tidy. <laughs> Got to keep bless keep her occupied. Keep you know the this exercise. Is it. This is. This is it. This is the new, the new reality. Yeah, because you're, you're beings. kind of in a, a little bit. Like, what are you? You're a little bit outside of the center of Dublin. A little, little we're like in a house, a, a little 10 suburban. Minute, yeah, we're about a ten minute, fifteen, about fifteen minute drive from the absolute city center. So we're probably on the edge of the suburbs rather than being in the heartland of it. Okay. And but um, so you, you've got a backyard, and there's a backyard next to a you. Nice backyard garden. next to you. Uh, not yeah. All yeah. Sides, I guess. Well, what you call a terrace house so mm. we've got a house on either side and houses opposite it's a quiet street there's a library on our street there's parks around um and your son's yeah, seven nice. years old so he's he's using that backyard a lot oh yeah a lot oh yeah we had uh, a mini olympics the other day including the torch procession live mu- well music um we had a st patrick's day parade involving all his toys and teddy bears watching the one of the neighbors who's an opera singer was singing um and we had an audience of uh our neighbors on the other side but uh and so you guys yeah, have like cocktails creative stuff? didn't have cocktails for i that, mean with no, the with the neighbors i thought i saw you like oh uh, yeah yeah we've had a pint we've had we've had fence. a pint yeah i think we're going to be having a guinness uh later today over Sorry, the that's fence. not a cocktail i really no but you know <laughs> pints are stout so but, uh, so go ahead. yeah talk about the the your trip you know that you took to see your son's band and then suddenly kind of found yourself in the middle of of the the outbreak and then when you got back to ireland you know you had to you had to quarantine yourself from your wife more or less right that's exactly it in fact i did pretty well obviously by the uh french greeting to you and uh um your 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 missus and our cat yeah you might have infected the cat yeah i'd uh I didn't even stroke your cat. I can't believe I'm getting blamed for. Okay, you're allergic. You're allergic. I'm blaming you for the cat, and he was the one in your room. <laughs> but uh, um, basically, I did very well on the trip. My wife would have been proud of me, except I, one yeah. one rookie error Uh-oh. on the way home, where I had a seat in between myself and the next passenger. She was an elderly Irish lady, and she was very chatty. And you know me, I like a chat. Um, and it began because we were both hand sanitizing the tray, <laughs> the arms and everything. So obviously she decided that there was a bond between us. And she needed and to then, spit in your face for the rest of the way. Yeah, basically all the good work that we'd both done in terms of sanitizing went out the window by us talking for about an hour on the plane. I know, know. It's, it's pretty amazing. You realize when you do get into any kind of animated conversation with anybody, the amount, mm. I mean... I, I you I always notice that in business meetings when people spit on each other's face and either they acknowledge it or not. But recently I've noticed that, you know, because having to explain a few things that are important to people, like uh, I was working on that thing with the check masks and, and, and I was talking to an engineer and neither one of us had masks on and, mm-hmm. and it, and it, it was not good. No. Yeah. That, that was before kiss, I you? started wearing a mask every day. Cause it are, are you doing that? Are you wearing a mask every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that mask that you saw me in in that photo, that was actually a cycling mask ah. from when I was at the Royal College to um, because of the pollution in London to do with you know exhaust fumes from buses and cars. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's a, it's a pretty good mask. I do actually have a really good mask, like a proper... Uh, respirator mask like... respirator mask yeah. yeah which i think would just scare too many people if i was wearing that so when i went to um Lidl the other day for the first time to do a really big shop because we've been doing tesco online um Lidl's a big supermarket wearing... over here in europe yeah exactly a big supermarket shop um they have a fair play to them they have lines taped out before you can even go in at two meter gaps so you have to wait there with your shopping trolley uh, and then you're ushered into the store. I had my mask on. I had um, blue plastic gloves on. Um, 
and a sign in lipstick on my forehead that said, stay the fuck away. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't do that because I was a little bit aggressive and Irish people on the whole are very friendly. That's true. And, and yeah. I think actually culturally that's a hard thing for this country because they are on the whole really listening to the government's advice, which is to stay home and only go out for shopping, medicine, um, or visit an old relative, uh, elderly relative, or if well, they yeah, at least the government have, is giving yeah. advice. They're know. giving advice. They've been very straight. In fact, um, the Taoiseach, the Irish Prime Minister, is going back to work in his previous profession a day a week as a doctor. So um, mm. uh, it's quite quite impressive, I think. But the point is, um, um, so you you got back and and after spending the time on the train with this nice old lady who you were talking airplane, to closely, yeah. Yeah. airplane. Uh, then you're back in your house and uh, have to deal and and the and the crisis is really coming to a head in many different countries, especially the ones yeah, that you were just and visiting. My wife, my, my wife is looking at me like I could be the person who could. Okay, so we got cut off just now, uh, but yeah. now Jason, you're, you've uh, relocated to your car so that you can uh, isolate yourself from your seven-year-old, so we can talk. I've self-isolated from my wife and my seven-year-old are now sitting in the passenger front seat of a VW Golf TSI 1.4, which we're hoping to sell quite soon. Is this a place you found yourself in a lot recently? No, no, but I think I might. I think I might, I tell you. It's calm. I might I might buy, I'm considering buying, um, I've just thought of it now, a, a uh, camper van, camper van, houseboat without an engine anything that i could potentially lie down in and hide <laughs> just to put it in the driveway that'll be your office perfect perfect yeah i've got a great i've got a, a lower view now of mari uh mowing the lawn your next kind of like hoovering isn't it when it's that small you're ne- <laughs> your next door neighbor right the neighbor opposite yeah bless her um, she came at she came at us quite early on in coronavirus with sweets for a sheen, and um, and <laughs> the next day I had to chalk on. <laughs> this is a bit embarrassing. I chalked on our front path, the two meter distance, <laughs> to basically say stay the fuck back. Because <laughs> wow. as she came closer, I went she- further into the house <laughs> with the front door open. So she's virtually in the house, and I'm virtually in the kitchen. Yeah. I yeah I got a story I, out like that which is not <laughs> but it doesn't have a funny ending. Uh, oh, our, okay. Actually, so you you were just here in our at our apartment, so you you picture the landing outside of our, our front door. There are two other. It's a small landing with a. It's the elevator stops there. It's a tiny staircase, old Parisian staircase. There's two doors, two apartments uh, across from ours, and one of them are two guys. Um, to to a gay couple and they're and you know we're friendly and uh and one of the guys was he he i he i observed as this was all starting he was not keeping distances and he, and people in our courtyard were having tea together and sort of acting like uh fuck it a little bit mm-hmm. uh he's now in the hospital he's been there for a week he's been on a ventilator apparently he's getting better uh which i'm very happy about i just talked to his boyfriend who you know every i think everybody's had a little ups and downs of like people getting normally sick or maybe having it and it not being pronounced like you've mm-hmm. had you know scratchy throat and things um but uh so it seemed like that at first but i just found out yesterday that the guys in the hospital and uh you know just that it's one of those things where every everyone more and more people i talk to is sort of somebody has either someone in the hospital or someone who died oh dear that's, uh, but you have that too, idea, right? Yeah. The, the, I mean, well, uncles. There's or... been there's been some elderly relatives who have passed away. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. But, yeah, more but elderly. That, that wasn't that wasn't. Um, I don't think that was Corona uh, related. Okay. Okay. I mean, my uncle was 99. So. Oh wow. Um, you know, that's a good innings. In fact, he was 99 and a half exactly. Wow. Uh, which which fits in with him because he was very quite an accurate guy in a lovely way. <laughs> he did things neat neatly. <laughs> Um, uh, it was so, the last of the East End Minskis, East End of London. Before moving to three digits, he decided it would have been enough. 
Yeah, I think he wanted to go for a few years. He was bored, and he was quite a party animal. He was. You might. You you would have met him at our wedding. He was. He would have been the last one on the dance floor, with his eighty-something-year-old um, uh, uh, girlfriend, who was quite glamorous. Yeah, but yeah, no. So that's been interesting because obviously um, he was my dad's younger brother, and I would have wanted to have been at the funeral as we would have all wanted to have attended right. yeah. to celebrate his life and uh being of the jewish faith not practicing obviously i rehearse a little bit now and then but uh uh we uh we had to do the online shiver which was through zoom right. which is very strange and i'm sure uh, literally did three of them in a row um for different people and um yeah, it was kind of funny. It was like being in a Woody Allen film, like old Jews and technology. <laughs> well, not just old ones. I'm 51, although my son would say I was old. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, you know what? It was actually quite pleasant, and, um, and it was nice to hear different people's stories about various relatives, and that was sweet. Yeah. Um, although you always get one. You always get one person who's like, this isn't religious enough. This has not been done properly in... Then you kind of think. Do they say? Kind it, of miss, do they say it during the Zoom shiva? No, they usually send a message to the person who's lost the relative afterwards that they'd done and, it incorrectly, and, and offer advice on how they should be mourning. And I just sort of think <laughs> this is everything I hate about religion, and they're missing the point somewhat. I hope they sent the message via Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I just send a picture of my genitals back to them. <laughs> and say how's that for uh, the correct uh, conduct god it's bless true. you that's actually kind of ap uh, applicable for uh, lots of different situations at this well, point yeah 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 i just for for the record i've never ever taken a photo or sent a photo of my genitals uh for for many obvious reasons why why would you know but, uh, but there I hope there's a conceptual piece coming soon about this. Wow! Though. Yes, yes, because yes. probably a lot to, to yeah. say on that subject. Yes, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really fulfill into my remit, but uh, but so so then, I'm sure. so let's go back to your back. So then you're back in front of your I'm back, wife. I'm self-isolating, sort and of. You're in the situation where because you've taken this trip, uh, and actually yeah. it doesn't even have to be because of the trip. I mean, uh, she has an underlying, you know, condition, as they say. Yeah, and. So she has to be really careful in general anyway. And then now there's this thing that attacks people who have that kind of condition. So, of course, you want to be as careful as possible. But then you're in territory where it's sort of like, if I kiss my wife, I might kill her. I mean, that is really dark, isn't it? It I is. I mean, that is, in, in itself, is just, you know, thinking about that, that you want to express your love and affection for the person one of the people you most love in in your life and and uh um obviously the other two are my two children uh and and you can't do that because you could be um giving them a death sentence so we learned to do backward hugs which were quite funny and i'd kiss her neck and um that's okay and i think so i don't think uh you're gonna huh. you know just giving her a peck on the neck and just hug hugging each other from you know, me just giving her a hug. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, do you know, without getting into the really heavy stuff, what watching, you know, Pauline's an amazing woman and um, I think the analogy of the kind of swan, elegant above the water and underneath the kind of feet paddling, <laughs> going crazy, was a little bit how she was on the exterior because of having... Um, a seven-year-old son around us all the time. Yeah, she was having to project uh, uh, an exterior of calm and everything's going to be okay because obviously he was picking up on it. He couldn't see his friends and yeah. school was closed. And on the inside, she's thinking and planning. You know, we made wills when we got back. We uh, when um, you got back, yeah, immediately we went to the solicitor and made made our wills. She's writing birthday cards. For the future, for for our son, in case she's not there, Whoa. and stuff like that. I mean, that's heavy Whoa. and very, very, yeah. So, you know, envelopes were we that's... both put envelopes together for her, for our, for her sisters to be guardians, anything like that. That's really organized. Yeah. Organized and terribly tragic. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's no, you know me, I like to make a joke about a lot of things and uh, I couldn't find any humor in any of that shit. But at the same time, a lot of people would never do that, you know? They would never get, they would never have the foresight to do that. Yeah. Or the calm I mean, to put it together. Yeah, and needing the time to do it and and obviously an emotional roller coaster for her. And I think actually we're entering another dangerous phase now because um, people are getting used to it. Yeah. So, in fact, I was watching the news. I do that weird thing. I don't know if you do it as a, an American living in another country, as a, a, a British person living in Ireland, even though it's so close and have a shared language mostly. Um, I end up watching the UK news and and then I'll watch the Irish news and there's reports in the paper that there was something like something crazy like 660 street parties just in Manchester last weekend some including a bouncy castle and a DJ really and you're just thinking these people are not taking it seriously wow they're just seeing it as holiday time you know and um I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that's happening. Stuff like that's happening. I mean, it's hard for teenagers, isn't it? And just generally, um, well, it's hard for everyone, but I think... I was wondering you know, about that. I, I was, because uh, I just know, you know, I, I know what I see in the neighborhood around us, and then mm. I, I know what I see in Le Monde and the New York Times and The Guardian. Mm. But, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of surface, bigger issues, not as much. Uh, and I, the, the French politicians who you know are when they decide to communicate with the public which in general is not very often um they uh, they choose to berate the public about how they're not doing things uh as, as they're not being as careful as they should be when they don't go on tv to talk about all of the health equipment that's not that's missing <laughs> you mm -hmm. know that no one yeah, has yeah, ordered yeah. for the last 15 20 years sure. that's why they don't have masks and everything but they do go on television or issue press releases to, I don't know if we talked about this, but two days ago, um, jogging was made illegal here from oh, yes, we did. Yeah, 10 in the morning till seven. It's very strange. It's crazy. Very strange. <clears throat> but I was wondering in other places, are there, you know, younger people who don't really know, don't really care they, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a certain type, a lot of younger person. And there was a lot of them. I just think they, they're probably just, don't realize the gravity of the situation and probably life goes on somewhat normally. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard, isn't it? If you think back to when we were teenagers and how we would behave, it and and I guess also it's that thought that you're you're growing and you're you know physically and mentally and and you're just you you feel like you're you're um you know. You, nothing's going to touch you you can do yeah, anything invincible. i mean some of the things i got up to as a youngster were crazy yeah um and i suppose the responsibility of then as you get older and you maybe have a family or you think about your your older relatives and loved ones and friends and mm. and different things take over i mean don't you think that that uh, has something to do with our societies though also you grew up in in england i grew up in america I think there's a kind of shared, it's, it's different, but I think there's a kind of shared Anglo-Saxon idea of the individual and like, fuck it, I'm just going to do what I want. And that's, there's a kind of, it's looked um, positively upon that, I, I think. I think that's a really interesting, um, a really interesting point you make. And I think that is different in Ireland because I think Ireland as a society are really doing well on this social distancing hmm. you know really i mean it's hard for me to i'm talking about a whole country and i'm only in a tiny part of it right. and obviously staying within my two mile zone that i'm allowed to uh exercise in but but um from here it's one just one kilometer well okay. i guess that's almost but, the same thing sorry but but anecdotally and uh anecdotally and also what i'm reading and seeing in the news i would say that people are are really taking it on board and um and i think that's because it's a small country i mean including the north it's no yeah. more than five million people mm -hmm. i mean london's 12 million and there's always that it's a it's a very friendly society and a very 
it's very based around um, family. And I think that's probably because on the whole, it's a Catholic country. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mean that in terms of, uh, uh, as a, in terms of it's a really religious country. I just mean that culturally it is a Catholic country, even though that's a religion. It, it's, I mean, it, uh, a lot of people aren't as, I think the older generation are the ones who are more or are still more practicing in terms of religion. But I think just the values of, uh, um, the good values within religions in this country have certainly trickled down still and family and worrying and looking after people are still an important thing. Yeah, well, you know, it's even amongst just... friendship groups. And because it's such a small country, in fact, funnily enough, another American, uh, a New Yorker I met in this little bookshop when we were living in the one bed flat last year, which, God, thank God we got the house now because that was absolutely tiny i mean it was half the size of your flat mm. and um it, this little bookshop around the corner from there uh, when i had recently arrived to, to live in dublin he actually said um i said oh have you got any tips about life in ireland he said don't piss anyone off i said well i try not to in life generally but uh why are you saying that specifically about ireland in dublin he goes it's such a small country you will bump into them again in two weeks <laughs> And it's absolutely right. You know, you could, I could spend ten years in London and not bump into someone I went to school with. Right. And uh, yeah, but you know, you spend... it's, it's it's funny because the, uh, the your point about it being a Catholic country and kind of family based and um it, and small, so uh, you know, the the those all combine to give it a kind of a feeling, a social network, uh, you know, between people. And it's something that I've noticed in the Czech Republic. The, the, if you if you contrast, the Czech Republic is very small. M in most mm. European news, it doesn't even figure. People don't know what's going on there because I lived there for eight years. I have a connection to it, and so I've sure. been watching how they have dealt with it, and they've dealt really well with the, with the um, public distancing. Uh, they they it's really under control. Uh, they didn't mm. have as many cases for sure, but there's a and it's funny because they're. Um, you know the uh religion uh as a result of communism and uh you know uh, if there was anything it was Protest protestantism before uh the communists arrived um they, they, it's not a religious country at all it's yeah. uh, uh and so secular it's secular thank you um <laughs> Uh, it's a good part about talking, trying to talk fast uh, while doing this. I realized just how many gaping holes there are in my general vocabulary and you know my brain's ability to spit out anything. Uh, but what but what they do have is some sort of sense of social cohesion, you know. Yes. Well, I think that that exists here as well. Um, I mean, you're always going to get the odd person who doesn't give a toss, and right. you know the sort of person sure. who has a dog and doesn't pick up the dog shit and wants to punch you in the face on. about it yeah exactly but on the whole um uh i mean i think a great example is when we bought this house the lady across the road marie who's sweeping up her, her front um garden at the moment her yard <laughs> like the, as you would call the update it, she well no because i'm watching her work i'm thinking she's very efficient although i think she's missed a few weeds by the gate but has she seen you sitting in the car <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But um, I'll tell you what else is going on because of the um, amount of people who are online all the time now. Yeah. They've they've lowered the bandwidth, if I've gotten that right, yes, technically. I, I believe so, and, everywhere, um, yeah. Plus, you've also got these numpties uh, who think that coronavirus is spread via 5G masts. Right. And they've been burning them down in various countries and cities. This is an incredible so, thing, I have to say. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. We were talking about this the other day on the phone. Yeah. Just the, the, yeah, um, the conspiracy theorists, I kind of identify with them because I think there's science fiction creative thought at work there. Or just kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, associative, you know, well, there are those towers. They're weird looking, mm. you know. I'm afraid for my body and lots of things are happening that no one tells me about that it's bad for me. There's mm. this new threat. It's big. It's on the horizon. King Kong might climb up it. That's probably where it's coming from. Let's go destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I, brilliant. It all I, makes sense. Obviously. I like those leaps of, you know, of yeah. conclusions. Yeah. No, it's genius. It's genius. But, um, yeah, so it's so social distancing, uh, yeah, Wait, in our so, house, 
go on sorry i i well i want to i want to just uh because maybe to to start wrapping up a little bit even though we have sure, a ton yeah. more to talk about but but we can do it again at another time what about the test do you want to talk about my test yes let's talk about the test and let's okay. talk let's talk about um think ideas that you might have for ways that this could go in a positive direction or you know what what can we do with this like and also as people who are artists and have nothing to do with necessarily with politics like do you have any ideas for what we can kind of how we can think about it okay so test so, and all that okay fine all right so the test first of all uh I, because the cough wasn't going, I contacted my doctor and I only had one of the symptoms. But she said, okay, I'm gonna put you down for a test because of who you live with. And um, she sent me some antibiotics because we thought it was a chest infection. They were for about a week. And they, Wait, because you, you developed a cough when you got back. I had a cough and it wasn't really going and it was a bit phlegmy. And um, cut a long story short, they kind of worked, but the cough was still sort of there in the mornings and the evenings. Anyway, then I was, I was listed for a test, so I had the message saying, you're going to get a test. Then the World Health Organization changed their rules, and if you only had one symptom, you couldn't have your test. So then my test was cancelled. So then Pauline got in touch. Suddenly we both got a new message saying we're both getting a test, and, and then we had to wait. And it wasn't like three days, because obviously it's a huge amount of people. I think it was like 50,000 people waiting for a test. Wow. And then after after about 10 days we got the message that we were having the test and went down to into town obviously we had to take our son uh this message so is all coming from the central text message but this is yeah, the central irish the, health authority exactly the hse very okay. simple clear message telling you the time there's a five minute window between pauline's test and my test so this is a problem because wow. it's who's going to look after a seven-year-old and we're all gloved they can't up be and with you up. Well, he's. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, your kid can't he's, be with you during the test. Well, no, and we don't really want to take him into this. What is? Oh right, what sure. Where set up going. is a temporary. Right. Well, right, no, right. it was very, very. Everyone's kept apart, but there, it was basically like a mash unit. Uh, almost Did you like chain a, him to a post outside? Well, the soldier, because it was literally run by soldiers, said, "I'll oh, just leave him at the end." Said to Pauline. Now, this is a very good mother. She's not going to leave a seven-year-old pretty much next to the River Liffey at the end of an army tent with no one looking after him because I'm either in there and she's also in there. So they moved her test. They, this is the Irish way. You give them a bit of chat and they're like, yeah, come in now, it's fine, because we're early. So they tested Pauline. She they didn't out. just give you a pair of handcuffs. Like in America, they just <laughs> no. give you a couple of zip ties and they'd no, be no, like, they were, you know. They were fine. There's a curb. So she looked after Asheen, she came out, and then I went in and... Um, you're taken through, you write down your name, they check who you are, your address, who your doctor is. Then you go through to the next tent, sit you down, they check your details again, different person, this time obviously a medic. So I took my information and um, they check that again when you go into the next tent where the doctors are, you've got your mask on. They ask you, are you is there? That, that, yeah, yeah, is that me, yeah. the, the, my message yeah, coming that in? that was your message going, Arg. Okay, uh, say it again, they, say it again. So you've, you've walked through what is ostensibly a mash unit next to the River Liffey, um, centre of Dublin, and it's a freezing cold Sunday morning, and um, you've given your information, you walk through to the next tent, you've got a mask on that they've issued you with. They ask you to remove the mask, blow your nose to clean your nasal passages, uh, put the mask back on, then open your mouth, uh, they swab the back of your mouth. That goes to the person sitting at the desk. They put that away. And then they... Can you hear me? Yeah. Then they take out what is ostensibly... Looks like a long... Uh, Pipe cleaner. Uh, cotton bud that you'd put in your ear. Yeah. And shove it... Q-tip, as you would mm -hmm. call it. Mm -hmm. They shove it so far up your nostril yeah. uh, that it's virtually scratching your brain. <laughs> take that out uh, after saying oh I hope that wasn't too uncomfortable uh, and uh, and that's it and then you go out the other end of the tent they give you a piece of paper which ironically Pauline had the whole thing which was an apron a mask etc they must have run out I just got the piece of paper and uh, you're <laughs> off and then we waited about 
10 days for those results, which came as a text message saying um, negative. Okay. You haven't got it. So, so that must but, have been um, a pretty big relief for you both. <coughs> that uh -oh. was a relief. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice timing. That was a relief, although there's still that thought that... Maybe they got it wrong. Whether that... Well, yeah, and also whether that test is uh, 100%. I mean, I think the other thing is that you've got to be careful, haven't you, because it's a relief, and then you don't want to then drop your guard, right? which is the other side of it. But did you um, did you then resume contact? To a point. Well, with Pauline. Yeah. Or with the world. With, with Pauline. <laughs> with Pauline. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Um, were, were you in contact before this happened? <laughs> That's the best no, part about married con friends. Contact, contact, contact is resumed. Woo um, to to a point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure she wants to snog me at the moment, but uh, other uh, contacts are good. Well, now that my 12 year old year old daughter doesn't leave the house ever. Uh, uh, yeah, it's sort no, of cut down on you know time, yes. you know, nookie time, the time I that hear. we have to yes. be together and feel feel well, our forms becoming one. That yes. time has gone way down. Yes, yes. Unless you just you know, that, who, unless you just decide who cares, you know, and who cares if she knows, who cares if she sees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, poor Sheen, he's not sleeping in his own bed at the moment, and he's mm. using coronavirus as an excuse that he's worried. So yeah. I'm in the spare room and he's in our bed uh -oh. and uh, with Pauline. Look so, out, you're being replaced. Yeah, yes, yeah. I know, I know. But, um, we all are. But yeah, your other question about uh, artists and uh, where we yeah, go from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, do you have, do you oh, have all complex. negative feelings? Do you have some positive feelings? In the beginning, I had... So you also touched on something that I think is interesting because I think everybody is getting used to it now. And that makes it, that's a different dynamic. And, and at this, and also I feel like the kind of usual mediocrity is starting to prevail a bit. Whereas in the beginning, everyone was destabilized. And one of the immediate effects was seeing that the air had cleared up, you know? Yes. Yeah. In terms of the environment, mm. it's a positive. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, excuse me. I think, um, I think it's interesting you say uh, uh, the question being, based around the idea, is it all negative or is it all positive? I don't think I've even thought of it like that. I think it's it's what it is. And um, I guess more just a chance, you know, is it a chance for, is it a chance for, for changing something and how, how, how would you change it? Because I, I personally, I think about changing things all the time, you know, and I, I sit and create little fictional universes that go different ways. Sometimes it's just critical parody of all the horrible things that exist in the world. Sometimes I'm imagining something better, you know, or some, some, and I often think about things in terms of science fiction and this whole thing seems like science fiction. So it, it, I think oftentimes ordinary people who are not involved in politics see, you know, that don't feel like they have any way that they can change things in the way the world uh, is run. And I think that we see right now, we're seeing something we're seeing the devastating effects of the badly run world. I think you're spot on. I think what's interesting as well is that, um, to use a, an expression I've seen a lot used by art, arts organisations, they say, uh, uh, think local, act global. Right. And I think from one point of view, you've got that period of time and reflection uh, which has been imposed on everyone. And so a lot of people like we're doing, you get in contact with old friends. Um, you've also got that time to think maybe about family and friends. And, you know, you may or may not know, but, you know, quite a lot of my family, our family is quite dysfunctional. Yeah. And those that are alive, I mean, my, I've got an older sister who's been social distancing for the last 30 years. You know, <laughs> you ring her, if you ever ring her, you have to, she, she, she screens the calls before she picks up. And uh, so, I mean, uh, I would yeah. imagine this would be a walk in the park for her. <laughs> She'd be like, welcome to my world. So, uh, you know, you talk about creating um, uh, new dystopian, well, you didn't say dystopian, but, but new societies or visions of utopian, the future. Or utopian. Utopian yeah, worlds. I, I, I mean, and, you know, it doesn't have to be I, this or you. It can, yeah, you know. yeah. 
But I, I suppose I, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose I, I'm, I'm constantly writing the same book and trying to right the same wrongs or build bridges that will never be built again to do with my family. And that seems to be every time there's a funeral or a wedding or anything, uh, you know, that's means you know family related um or even on my wife's family side it it it, it uh um well it's, it's like someone pressing pressing on a bruise or on a yeah uh on a pain you know so uh well that's the thing i i, 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 I wonder yeah. just because you when you look at the kind of the the elements that you have at your disposal to change the world one is your family mm. You know your direct mm. family who's in your house then people yes. you're actually related to by blood that you've gone through your life with you know by no choice of yeah. your own but uh yeah. but they're there and you're in contact and they know you very well and you or, know them or very you're well. not in contact or you're not right so yeah. but anyway there's a link there that is yes. somehow yeah. old and uh, fundamental and sure. even if it's even if it's not positive and then you have your neighbors who are right around yes. you and the problem is, is that, yeah, there's so much dysfunction just in that first, in those first three layers that like, yes. how do you get to, how do you get to larger things of neighborhoods, cities, states, countries, you know, and, and like, I, I, cause I kind of, I get really annoyed by my upstairs neighbors. I, they, they really <laughs> piss me off. It's not petty reasons mostly. But I don't really know. I don't know if I could come to. I and I kind of want to start a a, a, a renters um, association in our building because nobody ever knows yeah. anything, and the guys across the hall now have coronavirus or had it or you know two of them, and I kind of think that maybe we should all know certain things. You know, what do you do? Mm. Like, what should we do? But I I know that I would then by starting an association like that, I would then expose myself to everybody's dumb problems, and I'd probably just end up hating them all. That's true, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just the basic thing of sharing a, a stairwell, and if you've got a banister rail, is someone disinfecting that banister rail every day? And my things not like every that. day. My my wife and I have done it, though. You know yeah. what my wife did? She what? took one of our, you know, those flat kind of clothy sponges, put right. on gloves, Mister Clean, went out and cleaned all of the door handles uh, or a, a huge amount of things that people touch in our stairwell she yeah. came back she washed it and put it back for like as the thing that we clean our table with ah uh, we had to have a little talk we she threw it, it away we threw it away but i almost thought i was i, I couldn't believe what i was hearing brilliant i love it Maybe that's a cultural difference. You've got to celebrate that. I think it is. No, because Americans can be completely insane on the other side. of th that's the, yes. you know, This whole thing calls into question people's notions of um, hygiene and the way people... I mean, I always thought that all of yeah. these people constantly rubbing their hands in hand sanitizer before this happened, I mean, some, it was really kind of out of control. And it sort of shows mm -hmm. that kind of hatred for other people, I find. Mm-hmm. It, it is bonkers, isn't it? And I think you go through. I think probably a large, uh, a large amount of people went through phases of maybe starting in a kind of crazy way of washing your hands every ten minutes or something, and then realizing they were getting eczema, and then having to use a hand cream to sort their hands out. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's all, all everything. Things become normal, don't they? Yeah. But I think moving quickly. forward. I think moving forward, realistically, um, and I'm not sure, going back to your original question, I've got an answer uh, in terms of even creatively what's going to happen. I mean, I know from a pragmatic point of view, quite a few people are going to be moving out of the studio I, I work in um, because they can't afford. Right. To, they can't access it at the moment, yet they're still expected to pay rent, which has pissed a lot of people off. Right. But... Um, um, and I think moving forward, uh, for those people who have got underlying health conditions or just who are worried, until there is a um, um, a um, antidote and um, people have got a vaccine, and even if there is a vaccine, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's going to be we we you know we live in very interesting times, and I think even travel is going to be. I mean. 
yeah. what airlines Greatly are still going to be running. Yeah. Greatly changed. And I think that that actually, from a creative point of view, I know we mentioned it, the idea of Total Recall as a film, but um, the idea of, of travel and, and maybe, I don't know, I guess we're going to be seeing a lot more of Ireland and different places in Ireland and you you live you live you live in Europe you know your your country is connected to loads of other countries yeah um so in terms of needing to fly you you're, you're not going to need to but even in terms of getting across borders well um, if i wanted to see my any of my nuclear uh is that right nuclear my original yeah, family yeah, in, yeah. in in the united states i would yeah. i used to go there with quite often you know and it's it's a very strange feeling to realize that you might not be able to go back where you come from. Well, let's let's say in the future, I mean, that may be the beginning of something creative. You want to go back and see them, and the rules are you have to be quarantined for two weeks. This has just happened to my um, my brother-in-law's daughter. She, he was desperate for her to come back from Canada, from um, Toronto. They got back, her and her fiancé, um, and... They couldn't actually see her parents. She couldn't see her parents for two weeks. So they had to rent out, they rented a house in the countryside and they'd been quarantined there for two weeks. Wow. So imagine you go on holiday to see your family hmm. and you're only, you've only got three weeks. Yeah. And two of them you have whatever. to be in. Two of them, you can't physically have contact with them. You're staring out of a window, waving at them. In a quarantine house. That is, uh, yeah, that's really something <laughs> to contemplate. It's funny, you know, because I used to, I def- in terms of art and whatnot, I've I've always been, I've always been kind of uh, attracted to the concept of alienation, and and even in different kinds of artistic processes, because so many artistic mm. processes are actually very harmful for your body. You know, yes, I mean, that's art- true. Artists are completely used to wearing respirators and and or wearing protective gear that a lot of people aren't used to i mean people who build mm. things in general right because yeah. a lot of the materials are not really health you know they're dangerous sure. so i remember when i used to blow glass wearing face shields and glass and uh, glasses and uh, different things and dealing with these extreme temperatures that could melt your flesh uh, yeah. there was a kind of appeal in it because it made me feel like an astronaut and I guess I was probably getting stoned more in those days, and you know, just a kind of sense of remove, like your ma- major Tom in the in the um, capsule, you know, heading to the moon. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like now we've entered into, if things don't really change, and the way a lot of experts seem to talk about it, this seems to it's going to be part of our, you know, the the dystopian future was was right. Well, absolutely. I mean, I I think I sent you that article from the Guardian about dystopian the um, sci-fi. I mean, it was right. Yeah, about the um, uh, the astronauts who have been quarantined, but now right. they've they've gone off to the space station, and uh, I made a joke about uh, you know the ultimate in um, um, social, social distancing. distancing. Did you get the bit I was talking to you about my friend who's a postman? No. So basically, he's moved from Manchester to the Highlands of Scotland, so really rural existence. Uh-huh. Uh, it's beautiful. His wife's a health visitor. Um, they've got no kids. They've got two dogs. He's got an acre of land. You know, it's real, the good life, you know, view of the Atlantic. And there, that was an area where there was no coronavirus. And now they've got coronavirus up there. And you think it's it's everywhere. You know, yeah. there's besides maybe a few islands in the South Pacific that are tiny, um, that still take, I don't know, a couple of, you know, four or five days to access from a yeah. small boat. Well, I guess you know. that's every, I mean, what I hear is it's going to be everywhere. It's just, we're just trying to slow it down to save the hospitals which can't handle it sure i mean that that's i mean we should be trying to to slow it down anyway but uh it's kind of that battle isn't it between the technology and the equipment and the staff that we have i mean so what what, what do you think um uh maybe just in in kind of closing wrapping up um just uh what uh, oh yeah, well, well. So I wanted to ask you in terms of thinking locally, because that's that's what everybody says. Um, would you ever would you consider running for government or doing something in your community that you know seems to have more of an impact in terms of the way it's run, controlled? You know how how to to kind of get some ideas out that you that that reflect more of who you are and what you believe in and what you hope others believe in. Wow, that's, a, that's an interesting question, not something I'd ever thought of. I think I would, 
I don't think I would think uh, in terms of doing something as grand as that, but I would certainly be happy and uh, confident to do some small things mm. uh, for the community, for my immediate community. Um, it's hard uh, to match those if, things up, you know, with what the things that you like to do that you're good at and, and things that could actually have a benefit. I, it's not easy. No, but I mean, I think even even like I think about Pauline doing things that are for for maybe the kids around here. So she's put teddy bears in the window so they can have this kind of walking teddy bears picnic. So they walk around the streets and they'll see teddy bears smiling out of the window sort of thing. And I put a sign up on a tree today that looks very official, um, which was a printout from the tea shop saying that the uh, Easter bunny has been given uh, permission to deliver Easter eggs uh, in Ireland. So it looks quite official, but it's kind of just kind of a bit silly, you know. It's propaganda. And, uh, this is propaganda. conceptual exactly. art for children, keep, for seven-year-olds. Keep smiling. Everything will be all right. <laughs> keep calm and carry on. Ignore no, the coffins. You know, I do think it's really something to think about, and I, I, the, I think that people like you who... Uh, you know, who think in a different way than a lot of people and, and, you know, make lots of connections that, that other people wouldn't. And that's kind of maybe what's the basis of the art that you do, uh, you know, that there is an application for that in a larger kind of so societal sphere. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like that, I feel like that we kind of don't have a choice and I also feel like I feel like that the people who the the, the, the governments that are running our countries are, are, I don't know Ireland seems to be you know perhaps better off at this um, but you know the 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 one that you're from the one that I'm from the UK the the UK and the and the, the United States it's so bad uh, it's almost to me it's like well it it couldn't be worse so whatever my daydream fantasies are that you know seem like they could never come true well maybe they actually do have some kind of value compared to what's actually happening mm. because what's happening I is think, so um, poor i think also i think going back to the idea of being creative and art I, do, do you even think it has a i mean I, you don't want to say it doesn't have a place no it's not that it's just mm. that in terms of what's going on you kind of feel like i mean i think the what you did with those, or you were involved with, with those um, decathlon respirator kind of hacks, that was fantastic. That was absolutely amazing. And I think things like that, and I don't know, even setting up a just a little coffee thing on the street, or some, or baking yeah. well, that's scones. What, that's what I mean. Just that, something that, yeah, that, that, yeah. that makes people smile. And yeah, I mean, I just think that we're a community by the fact that we're all the same species. You know, rather than it being a case of, well, we're in South Dublin and there's people in North Dublin. Um, and, I mean, they're doing a thing, they're doing a thing on Saturday night where at nine o'clock they want everyone to shine a light to to kind of be part of the community. And I think it might be for the health workers as well. Have, have so you been doing being like clapping and stuff? Because here at eight o'clock well, at night, every they, night they do it. No, that was that's in the UK, but they've done it. They have done it here once. And they also did a thing at three o'clock on a one day which was clap for the children which was sweet because it was kind of like well they're all stuck at home and right. they're, they're, it's a tough time for them but i mean i think i watched news night last night so i think it's a very good news program on bbc2 and it was really superb because it was basically saying it's not a level playing field this this doesn't create a level playing field because if you're poor or you're in a country or in a refugee camp the you're not going to get the same access, and At all. you're 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 much more likely to be uh, get the virus, and you're not going to have the same healthcare. You're not going to get the same op, uh, um, a, a access to clean water, medicine, food. Uh, so, and and it, it it's so obvious, you know. Even the fact that that's stated, it shouldn't be stated. But you know, we're we're. Whatever our situations, we are quite privileged. You know, we've got a little garden here. You've got a roof over your head. You've got, a, yeah. you know, you know, we 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 have so much. Mm. And I think it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, isn't it, that people are they're we're locking down. Is you know, Netflix is getting hammered and Zoom and all these new technological ways of people alleviating their boredom and and also 
touching base with each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched a play last night, which was fantastic. Um, uh, one man, two governors, James Corden, the National Theatre, and it was on YouTube, and they're broadcasting it for free. And wow. um, but I'm just thinking, it's I don't know. It's like an open. It's like a massive open prison. Yeah. Uh, it is like a J.G. Ballard book. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, they they had they, we're meant to be out of lockdown on Sunday. Easter Sunday, which really? is what two days time. That's not going to happen. They know that. They've said that mm. it's going to have to carry on because they want to get the number uh, of no. transmissions to be less than one. Um, so, I think what will be interesting going forward is: will there be a breaking point for various different communities and different countries where they just go, "No, fuck this. We've had enough." I think. <laughs> I think no, I think you're right. I think that's going to happen uh, uh, and, because uh, because it's never going to be. <clears throat> well, I don't know. It's never going to be certain. But at the same time, the governments want the economy to to kick back in also. So there's so there's that. I think there will be. A, I think it's going to be gray. I think, you know, it'll be a point mm -hmm. where there's never going to be a kind of certainty that it's going to be safe, you know, and, yeah. and the reinfection, all this stuff. I, you know, only time will tell. But that's why I mean that I, I agree with you that there's something we're all people are reaching out to old friends that's what we're doing right now uh that everybody's on the net that's what we're doing the there's all kinds of series and theater and different things that are now possible to see that weren't you know just for technology but now also because of the virus there's more things put online and so i just wonder um i just i feel like you know it's funny just we we buy coincidence we've been back in touch you know lately you and i and and that's yeah. kind of why i wanted to start talking to people old friends because i feel like there's some kind of magic in old friends and and also because old friends spread out you know they're never in the same places uh, no matter well there is you're, you're right and i was thinking about writing actually writing a letter to a very old friend of mine who i've known since primary school i've lost touch with and um uh she actually reached out to me at a shiver and uh, and then I didn't get back in contact with her when I said I would just because more stuff happened and it was just too much but I just thought I need to write her a letter because I'm not going to do a I'm not just going to phone out the blue it'll be too weird I think yeah but um and uh, and I think there's something very personal and quite nice about going old school and writing a letter mm. um but um <clears throat> what was I going to say yeah, do you know what? I just had a funny thought about one of the so kids just walked past. We're going to need to wrap up now, but yeah. I just had a creative I'm re thought. Yeah, recording. And I was thinking, because um, everyone's trying to make funny videos and do various things and entertain people and get yeah. them to go viral. <clears throat> and that's all great. And it's what it is. But it seems but kind, kind of, of worthless like, at the same time. <laughs> it's worthless. It is. Yeah, it's like a sticking plaster. But then I was thinking, and maybe it's because I'm a bit more, I don't know, I have darker thoughts every now and then. But I was thinking of just then. I was thinking of um, Spielberg's. Uh, what Spielberg wasn't it? Who did uh, Close Encounters? Yeah, yeah. And that 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 thing of um, the guy building the the mountain the, the out mountain. of uh, potatoes and then uh, potatoes. Yeah, the mount was it in his garden potatoes. or something? In his backyard. Uh, it, it's in his it's in his living room. Like it starts off right, as okay. just food and in then the living he, room, and then it's clay, and he has to make this mountain. Yeah, I I, I think I might go head. that. I'm gonna go that way. That'll be me. <laughs> but in what Might sense? Might not be that thing. No, I just think I'm going to start making something in the garden that's just going to be like bizarre, and just like or start digging, or just uh, I think it could be <laughs> I, <laughs> like some sort of mountain range, listen, some sort of mini nature. No, but it's, like but crazy. Come on. Look, if you really look at what uh, artists are engaged in, it's that kind of metaphysical, you know, proto-religious communication that's what yeah like that's a james terrell thing a terrell uh uh you know install you know changing a mountain or just i mean as it is i'm i i repotted a load of plants the other day it gave me lots of pleasure and we've got this crazy astroturf backyard which is brilliant for osh to play and you know mud comes into the house but i'm like i want loads of plants out here i want loads of greenery mm. i need it you know and um yeah, it's uh, it's funny, isn't it? It's uh, well, it's not funny. It's what it is. This has been quite dark, hasn't it? This chat. Sorry. I don't think so. Where are the, where I are the laughs? I don't think so. We, we had a lot of laughs, you know, but oh, there's good, a lot of good. real, real information in between, and 
And I yeah. think I think I think you know, there's no way you can come up with like with real answers yet. I think that's yeah. why. But I think you can have kind of inspirations. Um, I yeah, think I'll because be like, what you're pointing out, like in some ways, you know, I can so, some of what you're saying, like about you know putting plants into the backyard or, or you know and making a space that's uh, like something really different, or you know Pauline putting putting stuffed animals in the windows or or putting stuff up on trees for kids. Some of that can sound if you're suddenly just thinking politically, which is kind of what I was suggesting. That can sound a little <laughs> bit you know uh, super, superfluous, um, but. The truth is, is that right now human interactions are really have been jilted severely. So when you walk down the street in Paris, everybody's wearing masks now. So right. how do you communicate at all with masks? You can't yeah. nod or smile or, you know, yeah. everybody just looks kind of like a psychopath, basically. Um, so, do you know the... Um do you know the doctors? Uh, I'm gonna have to go in in a minute. I'll yeah, a I was just gonna say. I was the just gonna say what you were suggesting. The doctors here. Sorry, gone. What you were suggesting, little changes like that. I think there's really something in that. There's something. Mm. There's something. But it would be interesting, I think, to really think about that, and to yeah. to, to to do something with it, to to communicate yeah. to other people who are all feeling the same way. Yeah, rather than doing a great big face mask on the front of my house. Which I thought of this morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or yeah. face masks for goldfish. <laughs> or a big kind of, you know, the plague, like a black cross on someone's house and a tick on another one. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you, Joseph. You you stay safe. Joey, stay you call me Joey. See I know, I do. I know. I know. Call me Joey. I'm, I'm, on this is for friends. So uh, I'm, I know. I'm okay. Joey. Well, thank you, Joey. Talk to other people. Don't know, I know how to I say was, Joey. Uh, I was I was uh, holding off on doing this, but uh, now you got me on. You can't shut me up. That's but, right. Um, no, thanks. Stay safe. Stay home. Yeah, you too. Um, say and, say um, hi to Pauline and to Ocean. Absolutely. I'll see. I'll, as I say, I'll see you on the other side. So that was Jason Minsky, conceptual artist, father, husband, old friend, who I've come thankfully back into orbit with. You can check out his truly impressive body of work, installations, videos, photos, and more at MinskyArt.com. Tune in next time when I speak with my good old friend Ha Lee, currently living in Nha Trang, Vietnam, uh, who, with her husband, John, uh, just recently opened a bakery cafe uh, in their city, in Vietnam, just as the coronavirus pandemic really hit. So we're going back to Vietnam, folks. See you then. Out of the hospital into the weather, my girl looked good. I didn't know what to tell her. The doctors, they told me it's just for one day, and then I'd see it all slipping away. Throw it up, falling down, turn green, and skip down. The shade.